are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us for the mom show here on my talk 1071 i'm miss shannon and i'm so happy to be able to host this show and provide all this great information for all the my talkers out there because what we do is here on the mom show we have a rotating panel of experts that come in and give you some very appropriate and encouraging information that maybe you wanted to know about you had it on your list of things that you wanted to google and you just hadn't had a chance to get to it so i'm very happy to be joined this morning again from health foundations birth centers Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass. Hello. Hello. Good morning. I am so glad that you're here. It is a perfect day to sit there and encourage some moms because we're moving into another season. Obviously, (laughs) we woke up this morning (laughs) and I looked out the window and there was snow. Snow, like legit snow. So I don't want to ruin anybody's day. So I'm (laughs) glad that we get to brighten it with some information that you have here uh, as you're joining us for the mom show. So what's going on over at Health Foundations? I know in the summer things kind of, we get a little lull. Right now, I'm sure things are picking up again for you. Well, everybody, you know, once school starts again, everybody gets back in the groove, gets back in their schedules. And so we start seeing just a lot more women for things like our mom's groups, our breastfeeding groups. Um, And everybody just starts thinking about their health because it's nearing the end of the year. Right. Right. And so um, if you need your well women exam, breast exam, you're not feeling great. You're on thyroid meds, but you're not sure if it's quite your right dose. I mean, right. this is definitely the time of year for your whole family, not just women, to start thinking about um, all of those, buttoning up all those last care health needs of yes. the year. Even because, like, should I go get a flu shot? Should I this? Yes. What's going on as we move into this next season? So I went down um, about probably a month or so ago and... Um, with my husband and I gave him a list and I said, okay, well let's list out all the appointments we need to make before the end of the year. Okay. And so I made a list for him and I made a list for the kids and I made a list for me because it's good to keep up. Right. Right. And not to forget because it's so easy to just think, okay, we're feeling good. We don't need to go in or we don't need to do these checkups. But, um, as the, year ends, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's probably hit their deductible already right. this time of year. So I always say, okay, well, before your deductible starts again, January <laughs> 1st, think about all the housekeeping you have to do with all your medical stuff. Right. And I think too, especially as moms, um, we're busy. And so the one thing that we often don't think about is the things that we need checked up. Right. And so um, things that I have, I keep a list and I put them in my calendar every year. And so it alerts me when I should be thinking about these things. Because like, if you don't, time just flies. And you're like, has it really been a year? Has yes. it really been two years since I did that? And it's amazing how things just absorb into yes. just the background. Yes. Mm. So things that women often forget are when they've had their last pap. Right. And so it's like, oh, I probably, I'm pretty sure I just had that like six months or a year ago and it's like three plus years later. (laughs) Um, I highly recommend everybody get skin cancer screening. Gotcha. Okay. Every year. Um, And if you're not wearing sunscreen every day, absolutely be wearing sunscreen every day. Right. For everyone. For everyone. Yes. But for, you know, I'll tell out to women though, um, definitely be wearing sunscreen every day under your makeup because if nothing else, uh, skin cancer, yes. But also, it just helps um, 
defy aging. Right. Right. <laughs> I agree with you. And there are so many products out there, but that's one of the ones I think we just skip over. Absolutely. Yeah. Or we look at it and we go, well, I have this particular skin cream that has a little bit of SPF in it. And uh-huh. so like you think you're done. And it's yeah. like, no, sometimes it's good to do one more step and make sure you're doing this and have a regimen. Oh, absolutely. And I think women too think, well, I'm not out in the sun that much during the day, but you don't take into account your car time and um, being even outside picking up the kids or whatever that looks like. Right. So don't forget that piece. Right. And if you have any questions, we encourage you to be a part of the mom show by calling us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And today we do have a very mom-centric topic today. Absolutely. Sometimes it's something that's very appropriate for everybody. And, mm-hmm. and But today we're really focusing on, you know, it's hard being a mom. Yeah. I just, you know, I've had so many women come in and the women in our office talk about this a lot that we need to talk about more that sometimes it's just hard being a mom. Right. Because um, so many times I find that women have this ideal on a pedestal mm-hmm. of who they should be, what they should be, what they should look like, and have these absolutes. Like they'll read all of this stuff on social media or they'll see all these other moms on social media that <laughs> it's kind of that classic cartoon, right? That mom who has all of her makeup on, showered, <laughs> all together, coffee in hand, kids are meticulous, right. walking into school right on time. You know what my mom said? What's what? that? If you, if, you get a sh- if you get a shower, you're lucky. How dare you? <laughs> who do you think you are getting a shower and a nap? Where do you live? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Your mom told you that? Yeah, she said that. And parenthood, like going through breastfeeding and the trauma of that and you know trying to figure that out she was like you and when she hears some mom say oh, i took a shower she's like who do you think you are taking a shower how dare you how did you do that what do you, where do you where's the book and it is like the funny things that you like end up not doing like i have gotten in the habit because oh, our morning routine it can be so chaotic at my house i brush my teeth in the car like i totally matthew mcconaughey it. and like i i have like listerine and a toothbrush because there's lots of days where i'm like well he's clean and dressed my kid is put together but we gotta go so, so you like, have your toothbrush station in your car exactly. <laughs> that and i have a little water bottle that i use to like rinse it it's kind of gross but at least i'm I doing have, it because i yeah. where else am i gonna put it yeah you gotta multitask you actually figured out what what it works for you yes that's awesome and it is just keeping moving Um, but we do just think about you know we hold ourselves to this weird ideal but don't you think that sometimes when you're talking to um moms dr amy that it's a matter of you don't want to make it sound like things are difficult because then it reflects poorly on your kids who like maybe my kids are too much work maybe i'm this or am i saying something bad about them so we just kind of domino effect or maybe i'm not enough right Right. We just posted an article on our Facebook page this week that was just, and all I put was, it's just a little reminder that you are enough today. Right. Because, right, when your kids act out or their hair is all kooky Mm -hmm. or... One shoe doesn't match for the day. Mm-hmm. Or you have, you look that, you look tired. Like some days you just have those bags <laughs> under your eyes and I'm like, today I look tired. Yes. So that just happens. And it, I think women think it reflects poorly on them. Right. And that they don't have it together. They can't do enough or whatever that looks like. Right. But that's really not the case. The, the interesting thing is women aren't, um, 
women don't talk about it enough right. because I feel that that there's that ish, that there's that piece that think, well, what will people think of me? Right. So today's really just an opportunity to, to throw those a couple of those highlighted things out there that that moms most struggle with that I hear about, but also just to hear that wow, we are enough. Right. Yeah. And we did mention earlier in the show sunscreen already. So Nancy, do you have a follow up question for Dr. Amy? Hi, Nancy. What's your question for Dr. Amy? What? Nancy, are you with us? Hello? Yes. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. My phone went funny. Okay. Um, I had seen a dermatologist on the 3rd of uh, September. Yep. Or October, I'm sorry. Um, he suggested, and this will not work for my schedule, to use a Fiodex cream and then the hydrocortisone afterwards. Okay. Is there something else you could suggest that wouldn't tie me down for a month with, you know, the two different? Uh, I guess I, um, I, I guess I would need to know just a little bit more about your condition um, to be able to, you know, offer what, what a might keratosis at the top of my my forehead and my cheeks and nose a little bit. Okay. Um, he had done the chiros, you know. Go ahead. Or what is it, cryotherapy? The cryotherapy? Right, before uh-huh. on my nose. But now I said it spread a little bit more than couldn't do it. Okay, so the cortisone cream is really an anti-inflammatory, so it's helping all of that quiet down a little bit. Well, that's after the two weeks that you're in the house pretty much yep. strapped down. Yep. Which... You don't have any other suggestions? Well, no, I'm just saying that's what the cortisone cream is for. I think um, what would be maybe a good question is is to give that their nurse's office or their nurse line a call and ask if um, something that maybe didn't have the cortisone in it, but maybe was really hydrating, um, if that would be another option and, and if that skin would heal the same. But I, okay. I would really um, actually ask your nurse line about that because that's something really specific and a procedure was done. And so they'll probably mentioned, have that best suggestion for you. Okay. And they also mentioned um, PDT, the photo. Yep. The phototherapy. Therapy. Yep. Right. So I think as, as you go down the road and everything heals um, a little later into winter, that's also, that's often something that they follow up on um, that people can see good results with. But um, I, my understanding is that you'd have to get through this initial period first. Oh, I have to do the cream first before that. Well, kind of this initial healing first after the cryotherapy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for taking my call. Yep. Thanks, Nancy. Okay. Okay, Bye-bye. I'm so glad that she called in, Dr. Amy, because a lot of times we just kind of go, I have follow-up questions, but we don't contact someone like you or, like you said, call the nurse line. We go, but I didn't, I, you know, sometimes, and we've talked about this before when people are working with you over at Health Foundations, that it is a matter of you're allowed to have follow-up questions or maybe we didn't get everything covered the first time I talked to you. Yep. How do I articulate the next step of this. Yeah, keep talking. Mm-hmm. You know, because this, I find this all the time. And this is even true in my own family, right? When we have things that we've got to go in for or um, even like my parents or my husband's parents that there's always some follow-up questions. And I, I often find sometimes people, uh, you know, whatever is happening in your life, you might go see a provider and get recommendations. But if it's something that is taking all of your attention and feels overwhelming and then you have all of this thrown at you that you get home and all of a sudden you're like, 
maybe you feel like, oh, I just didn't hear it. Right. Or you feel like you're swimming or maybe they didn't give you it or whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. So never be afraid to call your nurse line and ask more questions. Right. Yep. So encouraging people to call and ask questions is what we are also doing here on The Mom Show. Again, the yeah. number is 651-641-1071. And we'll be right back with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon, joined by our good friend from Health Foundation's Birth Centers, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass. And talking about how we just sometimes it's good to acknowledge that being a mom can be a challenging thing. And that's okay mm-hmm. to accept that. And we're also taking your calls and your questions. You can be part of The Mom Show by calling us at 651-641-1071. That's 651 651- 641-1071 and we're going to move into a topic that you have personally helped me out with as far because it's one of those <laughs> things where I, you know, and I, full disclosure, I am one of the, part of the reason why I love hosting the mom show is this is information that I personally need as well. And so it's good to talk to experts like Dr. Amy because one of the things we brought up before is sleep. You know, yes. not getting enough. How do we, you know, it's one of those things that when you don't sleep well, You kind of, after a while, start to treat yourself like it's a badge of honor. Look, I'm a warrior (laughs) because I'm terrible at sleeping instead of going, no, maybe I'm killing myself slowly Yeah, (laughs) because I don't make that a priority. Yes. And um, and maybe maybe I don't know. Priority is the right word Mm because, right, sometimes it's a. We feel forced into no sleep. Right. Right. So sometimes it's our kids aren't sleeping. They're up all the time. Or maybe you're breastfeeding or you have a newborn and um, they're needing to nurse or have their bottle every couple of hours. But you know what? I think people think that these phases end. Well, no, let me put it a different way. I think people think that at some point all of this is going to end. The sun's going to come out miraculously (laughs) shining. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? So my kids, I say a lot of times, they're 11 and 9 right now. Yes. And let me tell you, it never stops. Right. It just morphs. It just changes. And Mm -hmm. so whether you're a mom of a new baby or a toddler or um, grade schooler, tween or teen, you know, as I'm figuring out how to be a tween mom now. Right. That's a whole nother wow. Yes. I agree with you. (laughs) But I think the sleep thing, you know, I even struggle with it now that my kids are a little older um, because one of our kids still isn't a great sleeper. Right. And um, or let me say we've gotten to him to be a better overnight sleeper, but it's still that bedtime routine. Right. And so there's all of these struggles that moms face that um, I think it just make it hard. And then when you're just operating on such little sleep for so long you feel you forget what that feels like to right. feel rested. Yes. And then sometimes I see moms who are like, oh, my gosh, I got four to six hours of rest straight. Mm-hmm. And then they look like a whole new person. And the world is <laughs> brighter. It's kind of like the a Cinderella story, right? right? <laughs> the bluebirds are out <laughs> with the sunshine and there's rainbows. But um, in all seriousness, I think sleep is a huge issue. And so, you know, one piece is looking at how you can help your kids. Right. And the other piece is really looking at how you can help yourself. Because that bedtime routine is difficult. And I know that I had this, my expectation was, I'm like, oh, my kid's going to go to sleep at like seven o'clock and then I'll have adult time and that's when I'll do things. <laughs> and I just don't know why I thought that was the way it's going to work. But it's not like that at all. I have one of those kids that goes to bed at nine. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what? And so I can't start my night routine there. So I'm going, 
I had to finally just give up on that. And then I watch grown-up shows and do stuff after he goes to bed. I'm like, maybe I have to go to bed too. Like, yeah. maybe, exactly. It's not what I thought. But you do have to adjust sometimes yep. what your mental framework was about certain subjects. Absolutely. And I think um, really rallying support, knowing that you don't always have to do it on your own. Right. Um, you know, I remember at different times when our kids were growing up, I would all of a sudden say, okay, this is not working. Right. And just, you know, kind of having a conversation with them thinking this is, this will never work. But, you know, sometimes it did. Right. And, um, but, you know, the sleep thing, I, I do see women a lot for sleep issues with kids and then how that, how that um, affects them. And if your kids are young, one of the things I talk to parents about is, Going on an extended weekend okay, and leaving the kiddos with friends, grandma, grandpa, or whatever. And really, before that happens, developing the schedule that you would like your kids to be on. Okay. And then for the first two, three nights, you know, take a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, or and have grandma or friends implement it. Okay. Now, why do you have that as the strategy? They let somebody else start it. Yeah. Because parents, you know, children have different relationships with their parents. Right. And so sometimes there's more kickback. Sometimes parents cave in. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know, sometimes it's like you're just so exhausted. Mm-hmm. And it gives, and, you know, I always say, hey, for a friend or a grandma to come over for the weekend and not get any sleep. Well, their sleep banks are pretty much, you know. On par. Normally they're well slept and they're up for the challenge and this isn't something they're going to be doing for the next year. Right. But it also gives you a chance to either have alone time or connect with your partner. Okay. And I think both are invaluable. And then when you get back, you know, that routine has already been started, not Mm -hmm. established, but started. And then I say you've got to be strong for about 10 to 14 days because it takes about that long for kids to get this as starting to be a new habit. And I say starting because it's not like your work's done after 10 to 14 days. Because you might fall off a little bit, like anything, any process. There'll be days where... Yes, but as much as you can stick to it, it really pays off in the end. I've seen it over and over and over. And then it seems like every six months, and I, I noticed this after a while with my kids, and then it's something that I did notice as I was talking with other women and moms and parents in general. It seems like around every six months, it's like they fall off the sleep wagon. Right. No matter how good of sleepers they are. Mm-hmm. And something is disrupted, and it's almost like they just have to be reminded of that schedule, and you have to be really good about it again. Maybe not for 10 to 14 days, but maybe for like two to four nights. Right. And then they're back on their way again. Because I do notice like daylight savings times or, you know, anytime, oh, yes. anytime we do something where it's kind of a change of season, yep. where it's like, it's not like there's there, you know, and, and go, you know, I'm always trying to remember, I'm like, is it a full moon? Is it this? Like all these things <laughs> that seem to, uh, they seem arbitrary, but there are kind of patterns after a while. It seems like that at least affect my son. Yes. Where I'm like, oh, this is coming. I need to be really diligent about this right now because something is going to, something's happening. Yeah. And so I have to watch him for a while and go, this is going to throw him off. I can feel it coming. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even my 11, almost 12 year old, we started middle school this year. Mm-hmm. And it took me again. I always, I always, retrospectively, we can always see it better, right? Right. But it took me a, 
a good probably week or so to really recognize that the the anxiety he had about starting middle school was really disrupting his right. sleep in our evenings. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that he was, um, and he didn't know, I think, how to express it. Right. And so it came out as hard bedtimes again, or, you know, difficulty getting to sleep at night. And then, you know, once I feel like we recognized it and addressed it a little bit and was in school a little longer and, you know, tried to get back on a little bit more stricter routine, you know, it all fell back into place, but wow, you know, you can always do something different when you look back. It's harder to look forward, right? Are there any, like we've, I think, you know, as moms, we do have those standard, here's what's part or good sleep habit or sleep processes rule. Are there any of them that you're like, for sure, this one? Like, I know I'm not supposed to let him be on his iPad and the uh-huh. blue light and, and, and those kind of things. Are there any that you were like, for sure, add this into the routine or for sure, make sure that this doesn't happen if you're trying to have a good pro- sleep, a good wind down process? I do think screen time makes a difference okay. prior to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I do know people use screens to do things like reading these days. Right. So it's finding that balance, but maybe taking it out for a while and seeing how it, it may or may not change something. Right. But only change one thing at a time, right? Good so point. if that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. You know, something we've tried, and now that I've um, passed along to actually a number of moms um, this past year or two, is meditations in the evening. Okay. And I'll be honest, sometimes in the past I would think, oh my gosh, that's just one more thing to do in the evening. Right. But you know what? And I was so shocked how well it works and then how well it's worked for other women. And it's something as simple. We have um, an iPad or a phone Mm -hmm. and we've downloaded an app that has kid meditations. Okay. And um, both my son and my daughter like it, but particularly my son, who's our more difficult sleeper. Yes. He likes listening to the same meditation every night. And so I thought, well, that's something I've learned because I would think you'd want to like mix it up a little bit, right? Right. No, same one every night. It's seven minutes. And then when he graduated, kind of like, hey, I'd like a little bit longer one, mom. We graduated to a 20 minute one. Really? Okay. And he'd fall asleep. Okay. And I could tell in the evenings it was just, it helped him settle. All right. Which app do you use, Dr. Amy? We use the Breathe app. Okay. And then um, the the track that my son really likes, which is also very empowering for children, is I Am a Mountain. So it helps them visualize. It talks about that things might be difficult, but you are a mountain and it gives you really good visuals that kids can really relate to. And so I think that's helped him as well, just um, with that visualization. Perfect. So it's the Breathe app and you say your kiddo likes the I am a mountain one. So you have to go check that out. We'll also make sure that we post that on our mom show page and get that information out there as well. So after we get back from break, what do you want to cover next, Dr. Amy? I think we're going to just talk a little bit about if you've got kids with health concerns how sometimes that can be difficult. And if you have any questions, again, you can always contact us here at The Mom Show. The number is 651-641-1071. We bite back with Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon, also in studio, mom and doctor, Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Center. And I remind you, not only can you get the information if you go to mytalk1071.com, use the keyword mom show, you can also always go to Health Foundation's Birth Center's website as well. Because it's a great way to kind of just, you know, you don't always know you have what question to ask. 
Mm-hmm. You just know you have questions. And the methodology that you use at Health Foundations, that's fantastic for people is that you can help them navigate some very, you know, complicated scenarios that yep. we just we sit there and go, well, I'm, I'm having a baby. I should just know these things. It's like, mm-hmm. no. And you go, you don't have to know it. And you guys can help them walk through that. So that's health-foundations.com, right? Absolutely. Yep. And so when you are talking to, you know, when, when moms are coming in and going, I feel like I have um, a quirky kid or maybe this is going on. Like, how do you help them kind of yeah. narrow down what's going on with their child? So I think it really gets back to what you just said about the questions. Mm-hmm. So I find myself being a navigator for a lot of families um, because if you have a child who is experiencing health issues or concerns or multiple health concerns, mm-hmm. the fa- the families that I end up seeing have already been to several providers. They've gone through tests. They've been told so many different things. Their children might be on three to 12 medications. Um, they might be going to several appointments within any given week or month. Right. And so I used to work at um, Children's Hospital in Minneapolis at their integrative medicine program. So I would, and primarily um, what I did there is I worked with kids on the spectrum disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so autism, ADHD, behavioral. Um, but then we also worked with a lot of kiddos with GI complaints and skin complaints. And so um, definitely I felt like by the time they ended up in my office, um, they had tried a lot. Right. Moms looked incredibly strung out mm-hmm. and they were truly trying to do the best for their child and a little bit at their wits end about what not to do, what, what to do next. Right. And so what I find myself doing for a lot of families is truly being that navigator saying, okay, you've seen these, however many docs, you've had all of these tests from different providers and helping put together that puzzle. Right. Because I will tell you, we have gone through some health issues in our life with our kiddos that was outside my wheelhouse. Right. You know, I knew the basics. I knew how to do the initial support, the initial testing, whatever that looked like. But when it came to it, we really needed somebody outside, of course. Right. Of me to help, to help us. And I needed some direction, right? You can't be the best provider for your own children. That right. Never, never works. I'll just tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but what I found is what a lot of other families and moms are finding is we asked and we asked and we asked for tools, for help. And it took us, I will say, several years right. to finally get where we're at. Right. And that's why I encourage family. So one, it's hard. Yes. Let's just put that out there. And moms and families, but I'm talking to moms today, mm-hmm. are truly have the best interests of their kids. I, right. I can't I can't say that that wasn't the case for almost everybody that I saw. Right. And know that, wow, you know, you are trying. Right. And the other thing really gets back to what we talk about on the show so much is keep asking questions. Mm -hmm. And you know, the thing that I think really helps, and I share my story with women all of the time, the, the things that we've gone through with our kiddos. I haven't necessarily shared it here on the mom show yet, but the thing that I found is when you open up as a woman and when you open up as a mom and start sharing your story, that wow, or to ask for help or to say, wow, I'm really struggling with whatever's happening in your family with your kids or your family, that how much resources you might have that you don't know about in your own 
just with the people that are around you. Because it is surprising what people have already gone through. And uh-huh. I think one of the things you said before we went to break where you were talking about, you know, that your son didn't necessarily know how to articulate the things yes. that he was going through. And and you've helped me when I was talking about, well, you know, especially since my kid is on the spectrum, same thing where I'm going, I think there's something going on, but I can't figure out exactly what it is. And he can't tell me yep. in a way that makes sense. And being able to admit that as a mom, you are trying, but it does feel bad to not know yeah. why your kid is struggling. Yeah, and it's, yes. it feels like, wait, I'm their mom. I should be able to know all these things and being able to give moms a license to go. No, sometimes you don't know. You can't just into, you know, just intuitively know what's wrong with your kid. Yep. And I think, you know, we started seeing some issues when our son started kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, he's in sixth grade now. So it's been a journey when he was started to expected to learn in a different way. And so we started seeing some behaviors and some acting out and all of these things. And we went to so many providers and testing and, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you the amount of time that we've spent. Right. (laughs) And new moms out here who go through health issues with your kids know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. And it wasn't until the fall of last year, I was, and you know, all of this started, I would, let me back up with all of these providers that we met and all the testing that we did, I'm like, great, this is more information. We're gathering more information, but my husband and I need, we need some tools as parents. Mm -hmm. And they would give us the same darn tool of that behavior chart. Yes. (laughs) And I will tell you, I think the last person that my husband and I saw, we're like, okay, we're going to try this one more time. We're going to go in to see a counselor and ask about tools. And what did he talk about? behavior charts. And I looked at my husband and I'm like, I just, I stopped it right there. And I said, you know what? Thank you for your time. Um, I can't believe that this is what we're talking about. Right. We've talked about this like four years ago. Mm-hmm. I need some concrete tools <laughs> as a mom. We're done. But you know what really opened up our world? I feel like is when I started talking to other women. Right. And other women started, you know, sharing a little bit about more their stories, what they did. And it was a little bit of a relief to hear, oh, my gosh, I'm not the only one. Right. That always is just empowering. Right. But also to hear what they tried. And it, we finally started with neuropsych testing to see how. And after all of these years, I'm like, why didn't somebody recommend this like five years ago. Right. Because what neuropsych testing is, is it goes through and it's a bunch of, we called it activities that Liam would go in and he would talk to somebody and they would say, okay, stack blocks and do this. Mm -hmm. And so they were fun activities for him, but it taught us how he learns best. Right. And you know what we found out after six years, our son is dyslexic. Oh my goodness, Dr. Amy. And then all of the blocks, it was like when the, um, when the provider told us that, I think I started crying. Because you're all like, of I a wanted sudden, to help him so much earlier and we just didn't have an answer. Yes. That's amazing. And we did all of this other stuff. And then all of a sudden when she said that and she talked about other ways that he best learns, all of the blocks fell into place. Right. And it's like, well, of course as soon as he start was asking to start to read and letters and numbers that he as a child didn't know how to say, this is hard for me. Right. This makes me anxious because we knew he, there was anxiety issues, but we were like, well, what is this? Where is it all stemming from? Right. 
And he didn't know that he Absolutely was, amazing. he didn't know that the learning process wasn't set up for the way that he learns. Yeah. Yeah. Because how, how would he compare? Right. He, he doesn't know. know anything different. Exactly. So that's a little bit about our story. But I think then moving forward, and I share that with a lot of women or a lot of women who have kids who have some behavior issues or um, who are working with a child who has autism or ADHD or ADD or, you know, to talk about the processes that you can go through because I don't want them to go through six years of, you know, they, their child might not have dyslexia. However, I've seen the spectrum of all of what those other things look like right? and how to help them have an easier road so they don't have to go through the six years of struggle. Yes. You know, and so that the the moral of the story, let's mm-hmm. get to that, right, is really reach out to women in your community. And you don't have to share your full story or life story if that's not comfortable. But, you know, sometimes saying, wow, I'm really just struggling with this right now. Right. What have you done? Or moms, sometimes moms open up and they're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Well, we deal with this. You know, that's here's what I tried. Yes. And you back to what you said earlier. It is just soothing to go. I'm not crazy to go somebody else. I had someone like whose granddaughter is on the spectrum. Send me an email. And the fact that I go like, oh, no, no, they're terrible at sleeping. And here's what's worked for me. And And I'm like, and just reminding people that they aren't the only ones that are having a difficult time. I think that does help. It absolutely helps. And Google is not does not equate another person right google is not a friend <laughs> right so they they are they are they are exclusive <laughs> they don't fall under that same category so don't you know i really caution people of course you want more information and to be knowledgeable about what's going on but sometimes you get down a rabbit hole or it makes it more isolating yes. because you're just doing it. You're trying to do everything on your own uh-huh. instead of going, OK, let me build this community. Absolutely. And see if there's additional support out there. Yep. And I think, you know, I sometimes have a difficult time reaching out um, and I've really learned my a lesson the right. last couple of years. How important that really is. And it is it is good to go. All right. We're all in this together. Yeah. So we need to go to break before we come back. uh, I mean, when we come back for our last segment, what do you want to share with the moms out there? Um, We're going to talk a little bit about reclaiming you. Perfect. Yeah. And that's going to happen here on the mom show. Again, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Thank you again for joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. Dr. Amy Johnson-Grass from Health Foundation's Birth Centers has been sharing some great information about some of the struggles that you go through as a mom and knowing that that's not only okay, it is common. And that you are still enough. And so we encourage you to call in if you have any questions. The number is 651-641-1071. And you can always go to their website as well, health-foundations.com. So we're going to talk about reclaiming you, Dr. Amy. And how do I start that process as a mom and not feel all of that mom guilt? You know, that we get where you're going, oh, no, I'm supposed to be tired. I'm supposed to give up everything for my kids. I mean, that is that's part of the badge of honor of being a mom. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing I just want women to hear is when you take care of yourself, it makes you feel better about yourself, which in turn, I think, makes us better moms and better partners. It really does. And people are like, "Okay, Amy, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, easier yada, said yada, than yada. done, right? Yeah, but mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be big things. It can be little things, and um, it's amazing how sometimes, if even something little, um, it is important to you during the day that you're able to do, can make a huge difference. And so, you know, sometimes it's as simple as taking a shower right. without being interrupted. Yes, I remember Lock when that my, door. Yes, I remember <laughs> when my kids were younger. My husband sometimes on the weekends, or he would on the weekends, um, let me have that time, right? Mm-hmm. Because our mornings weren't as hectic because um, neither of us work on the weekends. And so I could just take a shower. Yes. And you think, oh my gosh, because I think sometimes we talk about self-care and about taking care of ourselves and we think, oh my gosh, okay, go do a massage or Yeah, those are great things to do, but sometimes it's really just doing some other basic things in your day. So I'll share one that happened to me this week, and it has truly changed my life. And everyone is going to probably laugh when I say this, Mm. but I have been on the search for the perfect cup of coffee that I can make at home. Oh, okay. For now, several months. Mm -hmm. It might have even been a year. (laughs) (laughs) So how is the journey? Have you? Well, I I think I might have finally found it this week. Is it the fancy, like, put butter in it? Is this, like, what are you doing? You are so funny, because I've tried it all. I'm sure. Like, that was very (laughs) in vogue. And I was like, I had other people, like, my sister was a big fan of that and Uh putting all these things in that. So what what have you you found? Yes, a frother. Oh, the like the blendery? No, like this, all it which is, is yours. It looks like such a small little device and it almost looks like a coffee grinder, but it's not. Okay. And you I put in I, I do soy milk in the morning, so I do a little bit of soy milk, you press a button, it gets it hot and froths it up. Yes. And then I've already found the coffee that I like. And so I just pour it in with the coffee. Voila. <laughs> Ta-da. And you know, it has changed my morning. But I agree with you. Like the when I changed my regular thing where I'm like, I don't even want to call them smoothies because they're just blended up vegetables yeah. and fruit. <laughs> but I started like making the bags like I would portion them out yeah. so that they were in the freezer. So I don't even use ice. I just freeze the stuff in baggies. So all I have you to do is throw it. Yes, because I'm like, I'm in a I'm in a hurry. Yes. But I was not even I wasn't taking time to make yep. myself breakfast. I'd make him breakfast. And then I'm like, this is something I can at least take with me. Yep. I got the matcha, you know, kind of thing. Cause I'm not a coffee person. I got the matcha and did all those things. But I agree with you where, where can I find this time where I'm like, why am I not eating? Or why am I rushing off and I'm not, you know, providing myself with the right fuel? Yeah. But I'm so concerned about his fuel, yes. you know, kind of thing. But I don't have like an extra three minutes to make sure that I have something to eat as well. So I get it that it is hard that, to do that. That feels thing. like a mom win. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when you feel good and, you know, it's something so small. And I've probably told just about everybody I've seen this week how excited <laughs> I am about my new frother. Because it ended up not being the creamer. It ended up not being all of these concoctions of butter or whatever. It mm-hmm. ended up that was it. And I thought, wow, that was simple. But look at the journey that it's taken me to get there. <laughs> You're like, it took me a year to traverse all of the coffee op- options that were out there. But I think Anyways. it is fun, like like watching you light up and have joy over something like this that, like you said, does sound really simple. So yeah. encouraging other moms out there to find that thing. Find your thing. And, you know, I this summer, um, well, even into this, this, probably starting this spring, I feel like um, my life has been on fast forward. Right. And so I do a lot of mom buns Mm -hmm. and, you know, wash my face, run out the door type of a deal. Right. And I wasn't really taking time even to just pause in the morning for me. Right. 
And about three weeks ago, um, I was getting ready for something and I actually just took a little extra time Mm -hmm. and I stopped when I was done and I thought, wow, I feel really good about myself right now. Right. And you know, it, Again, it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. It just I afforded I afforded myself a little extra time to put on a little makeup and dry my hair and actually decide what I wanted to wear for that moment. Yes. And I felt good walking out the door that day. And <laughs> I've, I've made it more of a priority now in the mornings to say, just take that extra 15, 20, 30, whatever minutes it is to do that because I do feel better walking out the door. I feel better about myself and my day goes better. And so I know sometimes you feel like you're in the trenches and even just getting a shower during the day might right. feel difficult, especially if you have n- new babies or yes. toddlers or toddlers and babies. or. But whatever that, that thing is that you can find during the day, I really encourage you to try and think about it. And again, a lot of times you can't do it on your own. And so... Um, asking a friend, a partner, your neighbor, you know, a lot of times, especially moms who have um, little ones, I say, who's in your neighborhood that's like a junior high or high school student, but right. even the junior high students um, that can come over and play with your kids for an hour or two on a Saturday morning. So you can even just maybe drink a cup of coffee. Right. Or if, if make, if you doing the dishes and cleaning the whole kitchen on a Saturday morning while your kids are occupied makes you feel like your life is in order. Mm-hmm. Well, use your time for that. I right. mean, there's not a right or a wrong. It's not like you have to have Zen music in the background with aromatherapy <laughs> and a cold eye patches over your eyes. And that's, maybe that doesn't work for you. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, again, we've put this ideal of, OK, if I'm taking time for myself, then I must need to be go getting a massage or leaving the house or whatever that looks like. But that's not the case. I like that you're saying that it's OK to have it be very tailored to what makes you feel good yeah. and what you enjoy joy because I have friends that I'm like okay well I get stressed out and they're all what all my friends are like well you should do yoga yoga doesn't work for me yoga doesn't work for it me. doesn't work I would my, love it to work for I me. wish yeah I wish it did it doesn't work for me either but if I'm at a kickboxing class or as dumb as it sounds because I have my dumb thing and you know this Dr. <laughs> Amy because you know what I'm about to say Pokemon Go is my jam <laughs> that is very soothing that I'm like I went and got new boots because I knew winter was coming so that I could go out I'm like uh, this year I'm going to try and be that person that goes for walks good for you when it's fall and winter so i went and got new you know walking boots and all of these things that are something very soothing about not only just being able to take a a, a walk and there's no pressure and Mm -hmm. you're catching pokemon (laughs) it's very soothing for me and i know it's silly and i'm like and i don't care you know it's like it's 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 there was a couple of days where my son was transitioning back to school and had some hard days and being able to go you know what i thought i was going to go and do my emails and send my this and and work and then no i'm going to go to the park and walk around and catch pokemon for an yeah. hour is very freeing so <laughs> just being I love it. A, yeah just being able to go no this is what works for me like you're yeah. saying maybe it is I just want to fold laundry and I find it very cathartic to yeah. actually be able to iron. And I normally can't because I have a little kid running around and I can't have a hot iron on. There's lots of like quirky things like there that we like. I think as moms, sometimes we're like just to be able to look around. I want to go all my everything is actually put away. Yes. yes I feel that about a refrigerator, a ah, clean, re- mm-hmm. clean, organized refrigerator. Mm hmm. Makes me feel so satisfied. I get that. And the kids will walk by when I'm done and they'll be like, why are you taking pictures of the refrigerator, mom? (laughs) 
<laughs> You're like, don't judge me. <laughs> Do you. I'm doing me. That's fine. <laughs> because I am so happy right now. <laughs> That's why I'm taking a picture. I want to remember this moment. And those are good <laughs> lessons, I think. You know, like being able to be that mom that you're like, no, I glowed over something, even if it seems minor. Yeah. I think those lessons, they stay with our kids as well. Yeah. Because otherwise we have this. Hollywood and TV mentality that things have to be rainbows and pots of gold and and when extravagant. You, right. And when you don't get that, you go, OK, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. When what really is life like day to day? It's oh, no, I'm happy because for once, all of the laundry is out of the laundry bat hamper. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's nice. Yes. Sometimes <laughs> it's those little things. Right. But they're huge. Right. In the wrong. So. But I just really want to say, you know, don't lose. Women often feel like they lose their self when right. they become a mom. So many things change. And understandably so, there's a huge adjustment period. And whether you have so much support you don't even know what to do with or you don't have any support or there's that whole spectrum, women go through a transformation being a mom. And in that transformation, um, whatever that looks like, whether it's changed, maybe you decide to be stay at home or you aren't working anymore, or it's changed your work life or whatever that looks like, you know, really lean into it. Find your community. And find Dr. Amy at Health Foundations Birth Center. It's health-foundations.com or mytalk1071.com keyword mom show. Thank you, Dr. Amy. Thank you.